think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat. This is your Welcome America Presents Girls Aloud Off The Record Episode 2. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And for the next five weeks, we are recapping and reliving the classic 2006 reality show Girls Aloud Off The Record. (laughs) Clunk, clunk. And you can watch along with us because the episodes are still on YouTube. High quality. (laughs) Okay, for the uninitiated, we need to tell you what the show is. As ever, here is what we found on Wikipedia, and we spiced it up with a couple of our own words. Mm. Okay. Girls Loud Off The Record follows our beloved... I put that word in. Of course. Our beloved UK girl group in the build-up to their 2006 Chemistry Arena Tour. From appearing in TV shows, to filming the whole lot of history video in Paris, promoting in Australia and New Zealand, (laughs) to promotional appearances in Ibiza and Greece, and going on an ambassadorial trip to China with former London Mayor Ken Livingston. <laughs> and here is a little glimpse of what's to come up in episode two. This week, the latest video is not to everyone's tastes. No, it's not good. I hate it. Sarah's fuming about the new single. When you think it's a good song, you think oh, it should be maybe top three or something. And an ex-boyfriend and a tabloid headline causes some real tension for the group. So, oh, it's all go. There's a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of a whole lot of history. A whole lot of nothing and a lot at the same time. A whole lot of montage. <laughs> yes, a, a, this whole episode is just one big montage. One of my favorite things about this episode, much like when we did Totally Scott Lee, a lot of like mid-aught celeb cameos yes. start. And I would say the Baker Boy hat in this episode is high. If you're counting, <laughs> the Baker Boy hat count okay, yes, got is it. incredibly high in this episode. Okay. Please do follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You're welcome, America. You're welcome, USA. Uh, just, you know, give us a shout, get yeah. involved. And our email address is you're welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. We, lo- <laughs> we love an email. Mm. Okay, let's do the episode. Okay, away we go with episode two. So, I feel like it kind of opens with a lot of montage, as we're going to see in a lot of this episode. I didn't do a frame by frame for this opening montage, did you? Too much. And also, a lot of the mon- they're very sneaky. A lot of the montage just keeps on repeating itself. And they cut bits and bobs in all over the place, as if to say, like, oh, God, hold on, history's coming out. It's so hectic. It's in the mid-2000s. Oh, God, we're here, we're there, we're <laughs> everywhere. Oh, and then I'm like, but wait a minute, we just saw that yeah, twice. I feel. I do feel like we're recycling maybe five or six tv appearances and it's just yeah the press whirlwind is this whole just one kind of round of tv shows yeah but we eventually so we're flying around many different london tv studios and we eventually land back with our friend peter lorraine Mm -hmm. and he is you know director of marketing at polydor uk of course (laughs) (laughs) i won't mention this every time but i will say that yet again the song big brother from the what will the neighbors say album is uh transitioning us into peter lorraine director of marketing at polydor uk's (laughs) office 
uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> now, crucially, our friend Peter Lorraine, whose job we wanted back then and we still want now, absolutely, um, he is saying that so far every single Girls Loud have released has made it into the top ten. Yeah. So once again, he's setting up the what's the word I'm looking for? Jeopardy. The jeopardy. The stakes. The stakes. The pressure. Ooh. Of what it's like with a whole lot of history coming out. And we're now three weeks yeah. until release. Yeah. So then we, we leave uh, Peter Lorraine, director of marketing at Polydor UK. <laughs> and I just call this next section promo whirlwind. Okay. Yeah. So we've got a few different things here. We've got this morning. We see them coming out of the lifts at TLS, the oh, London studios. Triggering. Very triggering. <laughs> for, for any new listeners, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Ben and I both work in TV. We never mention it. And uh, yeah, back in the UK, I spent a lot of my TV career at the London studios. Very triggered by any, sp- any spotting of that place. I can recognize those fucking dressing rooms from a mile off. And, like, and likewise, I get, um, I get triggered by any of the BBC dressing rooms <laughs> or the BBC corridors from the old White City Studios. <laughs> um, it looks like they've also been on CD UK. Yeah. Maybe Sam and Mark's show? Question yeah. mark? I, yeah, I saw them holding a big spoon. A giant... I, I, I specifically noted that. Holding a giant prop spoon. Yeah, not quite sure what that was. Well, I'm not sure if that was... That looked like the set of the place where we eventually land later, which is Holly and Steven's Saturday Takeover, or whatever that show was. So it might be from that. Okay. Yeah, definitely Loose Women and GMTV on that list of of the the whirlwind. Where do you think the giant prop spoon is now? Oh, that's in a dusty old warehouse in Manchester, Uh, for sure. It's in one of those lock-up cages in uh, Media City in Manchester. Not at Planet Hollywood? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Planet Hollywood in, like, Salford. (laughs) (laughs) Or the relics of kids' TV in, like, one Planet Hollywood. Oh, my God. Planet Hollywood in Salford would be so good. It would have the hair from Don't Scare the Hair. (laughs) Just everything in it. And like, yeah, I just, and like, I just imagine like Zig and Zag would somehow feature in that. But they probably work there. <laughs> like you go, you get seated by Zig or Zag. Oh, you always get the wrong seat. Nightmare with them. But lots of fun. This whole scene is kind of scored by a voiceover from Hillary, who I'm doing now as a kind of a, a male agent from like the 50s. Hey kid, it's Hillary. Hillary Shaw. And she's basically talking about like, you know, how they work long... 14, 16 hour days, shooting the video, the schedule. She's just kind of wagging on about that. And while she's wagging on about that, we get a very bizarre shot of someone at the record company sitting at a computer and she's tapping, she's typing something into a spreadsheet. And I was very curious to know (laughs) what her job was and what that spreadsheet contents was. It was an Excel document and it was all different colors. And she was kind of just like clunking away, putting something into the spreadsheet. And I was really curious to know what Girls Aloud related things she was using Excel oh, for. let's think. Could, could it be their different TV appearances? Yeah, I, well, I think that's, that was what was implied, but I feel like it's more of a thing of like... Like the Girls Aloud Christmas card list? Maybe. So if you were on that list, you would get a, like a, a really fun, like... <laughs> it would be like one of their promo shots that at the last minute someone's just CGI'd on some Christmas hats and some snow. <laughs> and it's like, Merry Christmas from the gals. Yeah. Or maybe it was a list of like, who is who's the who they like and who's their enemy so like do you remember after they went and got interviewed on pop world do you remember they asked they asked nicola why she was so miserable and then the girls like all turned against simon amstel and makita and pop world and they wouldn't go on that show anymore do you remember that oh yes so maybe there are two tabs on that spreadsheet like friends and enemies 
I think Charlotte Church ended up being in the enemies list, which we will get to in a later episode. Yeah. So we're all over the place. We also see them at the gym. Yeah. There's a slow-mo shot of one of them at the gym. Cheryl. Cheryl. She's wearing like a flared jogger. (laughs) (laughs) You can see her flared jogger like flapping on the treadmill. I might get caught. She's going to be careful. (laughs) She's she's going to just be pantsless with her whole (laughs) pair of trousers just goes... And we're also uh, at, at a boutique with our Kim. I know, I almost said, much like the titles that you mentioned on the last episode, is she actually in a Jean Provocateur? A lot of, like, embossed wallpaper. Yes. There's a lot happening in that boutique. Maybe that's where she got the inspiration for the graphics. Yeah. That, I was at that boutique oh, with yeah. bath embossed embosses. Oh, really oh, nice just, to touch, really yeah. nice in the eye. And then just, like, some girls, oh. girls, girls over the top. I feel like <laughs> I feel like anyone who worked on this show would have, like, it would have been the nicest day when you knew you were going with Kimberly to do something. You'd be like, oh... Sitting in Addison Lee with Kim and just have her like witter on to you about nothing. (laughs) She's just, uh, she's like a warm hug, isn't she? So we're told they've done seven TV appearances in four days. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those, doing the math, maths, some of those days they're doing doubles. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) And I was like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. (laughs) Hmm. I feel like. I guess it depends Depends what the appearance is. If it's a quick interview, it's one thing. If it's an interview and a performance and a... I guess there's a rehearsal and stuff, but also there is a lot of complaining, but we know from working on the other side of things that if you're the talent, you really are just ferried around and kind of looked after and fed and watered and like, yeah, every whim is kind of catered to. You're fine. To use a quote from Catered to You by Destiny's Child. Oh, lovely. Catered to you, baby, this is your day. That's that's a song where they essentially just talk about serving men, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Cater both as like a woman sexually and, and yeah. genuinely. I make your slippers, your dinner, your dessert, <laughs> and so much more. I kind of love that song. I kind of do as well. <laughs> Awful lyrics. Yeah. So finally, finally, we get to Heathrow Terminal Four. Oh yeah, it's a grey day, and I have you ever flown in or out of Heathrow on a sunny day? Because I feel like it's it's always great Heathrow. Never. It is, it, it, there is a permanent grey cloud at Heathrow. Come come rain or shine in the rest of the country, especially when you're arriving back from somewhere warm. Oh. You'll be driving, you'll be arriving back in that grey gloom and the captain's like, it's a, it's a, a light minus five degrees at Heathrow. <laughs> Just cloudy and depressing. Thank you so much. And then you have to get on the underground. Yeah. And spend eight hours getting back to wherever you live. Well, and of course, you know, you're the, one of the only people I know that when they're thanking the One World Alliance customers that you're actually one of them. Or former, a former, former member of the One World Alliance. Former, because you know I'm now Sky Team. And now you're now <laughs> I cheated in One World and now I'm Sky Team. So, oh my God, we are not, we <laughs> we're not getting into that. We finally get to Heathrow Terminal 4 because, and this whole next section I've called, Off to Paris. Yeah. Now, wonder why they flew to Paris rather than got the train. Yeah, it feels like you'd spend more time in the in the airport either side of things. And also, it just takes a long time to fly somewhere, doesn't it? And yeah. Flying to Paris does seem kind of insane. Yeah. Flying to Paris. I feel like they could have got more done if they'd done the... I feel like they could have done a, a couple, fo- of, couple of phoners. A couple of phoners with like, the train. Not, yeah, when they, not when they go not underwater. In the not in the tunnel. <laughs> That's their time to sleep. But they could do a couple of phoners in Dover, a couple of phoners in Calais on the other <laughs> yeah. side. But um, although they might have had roaming charges back then, because it was two thousand and six. That's true. The uh, the WAP. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two Baker Boy hats in uh, in in the airport. Mm-hmm. One on Sarah and one on Cheryl. Yeah. Well, I mean, Baker Boy hat. It's great to fly in because you you shove up, you bung up your hair. Yeah. Put on the Baker Boy hat. 
and they're um, they basically they get to Paris and they talk about uh, how you know they've got hair and makeup at like three a.m. in like minus three degrees. I might have just added too many threes into that statement. And then we have a very strange interview with Rachel Cook. Who... Okay, oh god. Before we get to Rachel Cook, though, by this point. It's two weeks to go to the, the single release. Right. And they're flying to Paris to shoot the video for a whole lot of history. Right. I was confused by this because two weeks before a single release, yeah, you're going to shoot a video. I'm calling some fishy editing on some the... jiggery oh, yeah, pokery. Absolutely. There's, there's, some, there's some kind of games afoot here. Because I feel like you, the whole point back then of a video was if you can't get onto GMTV yeah. and can't get to that place to hold that giant prop spoon yeah you, you watch the video spoon. you send spoon i really like the way you said that double Sorry. double o's That's i know how you it's get like me. it's like i haven't known you for like over a decade <laughs> so i was confused by that timeline also i just want to give a shout out sarah seemed to be like clutching lots of magazines and a mysterious looking box on the flight oh yeah a hat box? Maybe that's what she keeps her Baker Boy hat in, you know, oh. like a lovely hat box to travel. So, so when she takes it off, she puts <laughs> yeah. it in the box. You don't want it to get like crushed and, and not have that lovely dome-like Baker Boy shape. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, and then before we get to Rachel Cook, we do hear from um, Paul Nichols voiceover. It's no time for fat days or insecurities. Oh yeah. I was well, like, what? Well, that because it followed on from that weird gym segment and Kim buying a bra. It was kind of them talking about like not feeling... They, they kind of talk about how they put on weight when they first got in the band. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they got really, like, criticised for it. It's a, another dark chapter in this show that, yeah, let's let's move past that. Then um, I wrote a note. Is Rachel Cook being interviewed in Giraffe at the airport? Because it seemed like <laughs> she oh. was, you know, she's talking and it, it seemed, and I was like, oh, well, they're in the airport. And then I realised, of course, this show is all made of lies and deceit. So she's not, you know... I was like, oh, it seems like a, a restaurant, but it's not giraffe in the airport. I think she's at the Polydor Canteen. Yeah, Because we I think see so. her interviewed there a lot. Yeah. Also, I did some digging. Oh. I found out what Rachel Cook is up to now. Oh. She manages yeah. McFly. Oh, I mean, of course she does. Makes sense. It, make, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I also had a Rachel Cook panic dream the other night. Oh. Yeah. I had a dream that I was working on a show and I'm assuming McFly or someone were coming on <laughs> right. and, Rachel, and Rachel Cook was dealing with them and everything had been fine. And then I got a phone call from her and she was furious with, she wasn't furious with me, but she was like, um, okay, babes. So yeah, I mean, that's going to happen at 10, isn't it? It's got, okay, good. You make sure that happens. And it was like oh. something that I had, I had not dealt with or I had not organized. Right. It was, I, and I had such a oh feeling my God. of panic. Oh God, I know that feeling so well, especially watching this TLS. I'm so triggered. Oh my God. I'm also very triggered by something that they have to do on that Holly and Steven show later, which I will tell you about when we get to okay. it. Oh my God. At this point, we kind of start to get some shots of them filming the video. Yes. And that's all, what we need to do is just pop in our What All The Neighbors Say CD again and hit track two, because this is all set inexplicably to Love Machine. Oh. This whole scene is scored by Den. Dun, 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 which is odd because they're filming a ballad. So it's a lot of Love Machine music and like Sarah walking along the Seine. <laughs> walking along the Seine at minus three really slowly in February. <laughs> also, if you want to know the concept for the whole lot of history video, yeah. the voiceover says, sexy, glamorous, heartbroken lovers in a variety of poses and outfits. <laughs> That couldn't be a better description, really. Yeah. I also enjoy the shot of Kimberly walking down a cobbled street with a black umbrella. Yeah. It's not raining. <laughs> She's got that umbrella up, but it's not raining. 
I get, I do sometimes, I get this video confused in my head with Beautiful Cause You Love Me, the top, the smash hit number, what was it? Girls Aloud's top 97 smash hit single. Yes. No, but that's in a house. Yes, but it's also, it's also them, a lot of lounging around glamorously and sexily looking heartbroken, isn't it? And my really cold. baby, my baby, my baby. Because who's in the bath? Nadine. Bath with no water. There's a bath Oh no, the... she isn't, is there water? Oh no, I'm getting confused with the Call the Shots video. So, another bath with no oh. water. Oh, we Theme. found a, a through line. They love throwing them in an empty bath. Have I ever told you, I, I have told you, I'm sure, how I accidentally met the director of the Top 97 Smash It single, Beautiful Because You Love Me. <laughs> yeah. And he'd done all these amazing things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, anything I've heard of? And he mentioned Girls Lad. I was like, <laughs> and he was talking about how on that day, it was really, really cold. And he was like bundled up in a, a, a jacket and scarf. Like, okay, um, come on, girls. Uh, Okay, now it's time to do whatever. And he was like, fuck, it was so cold. <laughs> my baby, my baby, my baby. <laughs> Where are we? Back to the Seine. Back to Paris. Yeah. So this is when we get some real fucking comedy from Shezza. Oh, what's she like? Oh, Shez does some... I mean, this whole episode involves so many shots. Like, she thinks that she's in an episode of, like, The Office. So many <laughs> shots of her staring down the barrel of the camera being like, this is crazy, am I right? <laughs> She's lounging on a bed, like writing in a diary. That's her like setup. Yeah. Lots of French crew members around. And she's just looking at them being like, I don't fucking know what they're saying. And then she writes in her diary, I have no idea what these people are saying. And shows it to the camera. <laughs> what, she, like, she also shows like off her she? beautiful French tip manicure. Well, perfect for being in France. Oh, <laughs> that's why. When in sh- Paris, <laughs> gotta have a French tip. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder if genuinely, like the makeup artist, that well, I, well, yeah, well, they're going to be well, do French tip. That makes <laughs> something sense. tells me Chez has been rocking those French tips long before and long after. <laughs> um, Nicola, other other shots got Nicola in an armchair. Her hair is sort of half up, half down. Yeah, we've got Nadine in a corset. Yes, and it's a long day. I think they finish at midnight, so I'm guessing it sounds like it was four a.m. to midnight. Yeah, which is a long day. Yeah. But that's definitely a music video I watch, and I'm like, they made that in a day. <laughs> yeah, it really is just different shots of people walking around, and then one group shot of them all in that like salon, kind mm. of just like looking moody. Do you think? Do you think it was like a, a salon where like you know someone had come read some poetry? You know, <laughs> yes, like definitely. A kind of, an artist salon. Uh, definitely, yeah. I know. Yeah, and they probably like hired it from someone, and then they were like, oh god. One of the one of the things is that we have to listen to this person's poetry. <laughs> so Jean Jean Pierre turned up and had to did his like embarrassing poetry, and they were all like, "I and don't the, fucking know what he's saying." And like and Nicholas sitting there just giggling, yeah, like a sort of mischievous schoolgirl. Exactly. Girl. And the only one who's polite enough to pay attention is Kim, our Kim, Kim, of course. I actually quite like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, oh, what was your inspiration oh. for that? Like asking polite questions <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> That's really good. Right? I like this. I like the rhyme structure. I struggle with my um, Kimberly impression because it sometimes falls into my Gary Barlow impression. Uh, yeah. No, me too. But and then I have to really careful not to let it slide down to the Mel B kind of. It can get a little too, and I have to kind of pull it back from that. Anyway, my Mel B impression is, all right, let's just go for it. She's always like, go for it. Mine's what am I? Chopped liver. <laughs> Remember when she said that on X Factor? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Shall we jump in a taxi and talk to Sarah in a Baker Boy hat about her boyfriends? I want to know about her love life. Yeah. So we have an interview with Sarah in a a taxi. 
Now, I don't want to get too inside baseball about television and television production, how you make a show. So one of the things that you do when you're interviewing someone and then you're editing it is you have like a cutaway. And it's a way of like, you know, you just... So what you do is if you're in a car and a taxi driving along, you just get a shot of like the road going past. And then you can use that to cut up what someone's saying, right? The cutaways in this show are insane. (laughs) They're slow motion and black and white and like... So at one point she's just talking, she's like, oh, I used to have a boyfriend when I first started doing this and he, you know, he didn't really get it. And then we cut to this like slow motion black and white shot of like Kimberly and Cheryl in the back of a taxi. It looks like they're on drugs. <laughs> then it's like, Whoa. and now, now when, once you've noticed that you'll never stop seeing these weird black and white cutaways of like someone's hand in like slow motion, like doing their hair. It's really weird. I just wrote the note French ambulance. Oh, <laughs> what is is that like a metaphor, a symbol for Sarah's love life? Exactly. She's in a French ambulance, uh, you know, so it's like she's going to le, l'hospital. Oh, uh, j'ai mal au cou. Ma- yes. Yeah. I have a sore heart. I have a sore heart. Oh. A sore heart, not a broken heart. Because <laughs> you can think of the word of broken in <laughs> French. <laughs> mal, mal, you just chose mal de tête. And you- yeah. <laughs> j'ai mal au genou. Um, and then she just says everyone behind the scenes is gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because yeah you're right because originally she's going out with someone but they weren't in the business yeah. and that's difficult so it's good to go out with someone in the business but it doesn't have to be someone in front of the camera it could be someone behind the scenes but they're usually all gay she's not wrong she's not wrong <laughs> case <laughs> in point us over yeah. here I, uh... these two homos flapping their gums about this show <laughs> right we're back from paris and it's time for a photo shoot. Oh, yeah. And um, just keeping note of every single piece of incidental music used in this show. This one is the song It's Magic from the Chemistry album. I had to, it was it's quite a deep cut. I had to go and listen to the album and find the song because I couldn't quite recognize it. How would you describe the theme of this photo shoot? This shoot is someone has put a mood board together that says... Fun showgirl, burlesque, sexy, arms above the head. Yes. I just wrote <laughs> lingerie circus outfits. Yes. And glittery curtain. Yes. <laughs> this feels very hastily thrown together, doesn't it? Mm. The props feel very, very me on a certain show that I worked on trying to throw together shoots where it was like, my budget was like five pounds and I was down that down that fancy dress shop buying as many Smithy's, <laughs> Smithy's branded <laughs> products as I could. Like the, every, all the feathers look very cheap. Yeah. All the feathered hats look very, very cheap. It, it kind of is a classic girls allowed photo shoot with classic poses. I've noticed when I was looking for images for this show, they're very... They went through a stage where they were all legs and heels. Right. With maybe kind of like a little bodice thing on. Yeah. And then kind of like... Like maybe putting one leg out and then pointing their arm one way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lots of angles. There's a lot of arms above the head in this shoot. Yes. So many different arms above the head shots. In a kind of like sexy but soft way. Yeah. Yes. It's also a bit pinup girl. Yes. Like throwback pinup girl, but done in a cheeky aughts, early aughts, mid aughts way. Yes. It's kind of like a cheap pinup girl. <laughs> It's pinup girl done on a cheap, like, on a record budget. label budget, When we basically. say cheap, we don't mean, like, cheap trap. We mean budget. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just did not have the money. Yeah. <laughs> so there's... We hear from the voiceover, and it's saying that basically there's a story in the papers... Uh-oh. ...about Sarah and Callum Best. Okay. Should we talk about Callum Best for a second? <sighs> so he's the son of a famous footballer, George Best. Yes. And... Found fame in the 2000s in the aughts by basically going out and 
drinking a lot and partying and romancing lots of aughts female celebrities. He's like a party boy or like a fuck boy. Yeah. He has a very strange accent. Well, he, I mean, he does live on that barge in international waters yeah, with he, Kelly Osbourne and Mark yeah, Ronson. Absolutely. Precisely. All three of them and, and, Nadine, and all, Nadine. All of them are like floating on that barge in international waters. And, and you're welcome, America server. <laughs> yes. So I just wrote the note simply, Callum Best. I would then and I would now. Sure. Agreed. His heart. Have you seen, have you seen what he's kind of turned into? Oh my goodness me. Do you know what? Still would. He's hot. He's just, he's sexy and... It, it, he's sexy and gross. Yes. Oh, he's, I know I talk about this all the fucking time. He's fit but shit. In he's more, fit remember but shit. More Magazine, I'll say it again if you've got any new listeners, More Magazine used to do a back page think feature and it was called Fit But Shit and it was always Cristiano Ronaldo, Callum Best, Mark Wright, all fit but shit. Oh, he, he he is clearly made up of like toxic chemicals. Yes, you're, that you've you've hit the nail on the head. There, it, everything about him is fake, and I'm I'm super into. Oh my god, I've just seen this topless picture of him doing CrossFit. Oh my god, his tattoos are the worst. What? Have his, you, his body tattoos are crazy. Yeah, they're everywhere. <gasps> he got. He's like a Buddha head in the middle. Sure of his does t- spiritual. <laughs> Have you ever encountered Callum Best? I haven't. Me neither. But I bet he's lovely. I know it's such a. I know I'm, it seems like I'm being an apologist because I think he's sexy. I bet he's really nice. Anyway, anyway, there is a newspaper out and about. Yeah. The headline on it is a loud mouth. Callum Best says he regrets bedding Sarah. So that's what it's all about. So clearly, Sarah and Callum quite the match. Yeah. Quite the party match. <laughs> quite the 2000 the and whatever 2008 like dream, isn't it? So she's talking about it and she's a bit like, well, I don't think he says, said it, but if he did say that, like, that's really shit of him. Yeah, and she she's said, like, said it, it doesn't make me look bad. It makes him look like a twat. Second, second instance of her, of someone saying the word twat in this show. Anyway, she's saying all this wearing a yellow corset. You notice that? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like holding a feathered hat and a yellow corset while she's like really angry about this, which made me laugh. The next setup in the photo shoot, they're in front of those kind of like makeup room mirrors and they've really gone for the showgirl look. Yeah. Um, feather fans. Bo- feather fans, feather boas. Yeah. And then who should appear? So it's CB himself, Callum Best. CB. And then I really strained my ears because you could hear the song they're playing at the photo shoot and it's Oh My Gosh by Basement Jacks, which could <gasps> not be more of a song of that time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Talk and, about third year at university. And Callum Best appears and says, you're all looking very pretty, I must say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's at full sleaze mode, isn't he? He's and just they, like sleezing in. Yeah, they they uh they they slither out of the door, and that's when we get the lovely quote of her saying, telling Faye to fuck off. Assume Faye is operating the camera. Well, we get we get more shots of the camera operators later, and I looked at the credits as well. It's two female camera operators, right. which for two thousand six is kind of rare. Yeah, but also such that makes so much sense. You would, you'd either want someone called Faye yeah. or a gay like us yeah. shooting this. They could be like, Ben, fuck off. Yeah. Faye, fuck off. Like, because all these scenes are quite intimate in yeah. many ways. And the cameras they used, I saw, are like the tiniest cams. They look like little <laughs> handy cams. I was going to say, like a flip cam. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Remember flip cams? No, but it looks, it looks more like the kind of camcorder you'd get for, like you're, you might give your dad for Christmas right. <laughs> with like a flip out screen. <laughs> So you've got like Faye with her like flip out screen handy cam. 
being told to fuck off. Fuck off, Faye. And then, but then they seem to come back and Sarah, she's got a very specific photo shoot to do. <laughs> yeah, very odd. For some reason, odd Sarah setup. and no one else is doing a shot where she's like a silhouette. <laughs> and it's, it, it, she's in her underwear, but it looks like she's naked. Yeah. And she's sort of p- coquettishly like pinging a bra yeah. and stuff like Lots that. Lots of silhouette work of like, this is all part of the the kind of boudoir photo, like photo storyboard that got put together, wasn't it? They're like, oh, we'll do fun silhouette, sexy, yada, yada. So, right. And then basically Callum Beth slithers over to the um, the monitor and is like looking at the pictures. I think he's holding a Nokia phone. Sure. <laughs> he's also wearing uh, bootcut jeans. Lovely. <laughs> And uh, he's just kind of saying like, oh yeah, she, he's like, oh, she looks great. And it's all just a bit like... And the fact the fact that, you know, he's here proves that the papers are a load of shit. Yeah, it's all very like, get, get yourself on camera and, and solve that problem, Callum. But again, still weird. So Sarah's, it appears only Sarah's doing these sexy silhouette shots. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kimberly and Nadine are sort of half-heartedly posing with prop fans <laughs> with one leg up and just kind of like flapping themselves <laughs> with a fan and kimberly says something here she's like she says she hates these photo shoots she feels uncomfortable standing and wearing no clothes in front of a room of people you don't know i'm yeah. like fair enough i also the because i think she's like it wearing like a robe isn't she it's like in between shots in this interview oh, she's got okay. her she's in hair and makeup kimberly looks stunning in this shot like i just wrote kimberly looks gorgeous in capital letters just like she looked like a kind of 60s kind of like a Brigitte Bardot kind of look. She just looked amazing. Kimberly is just... She always does look amazing. Kimberly is just solidly gorgeous. Yeah, just like slow and steady wins the race. And that's our Kim. She just like never looks like a fool. She never wears anything that makes her look that much like a fool. She's just like... She's the... As we said, she's the Emma Bunton of this group. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cheryl says that there's a fine line between showgirl look and looking slaggy. Looking slaggy. Slaggy. I got really excited about the, the prospect of getting to see... Fine line between looking slaggy, looking slaggy. And then Cheryl makes a good point. She's like, it's not normal having her arse cheeks out in front of all these men in a studio. It's not appropriate. I'm like, yeah. So meanwhile, back at Polydor, Deadlines and Diets is playing to get us back into Polydor. I'm just going to keep mentioning the songs. Deadlines and Diets and Devious Men. (laughs) I'm pretty sure one of the girls plays the saxophone in Deadlines and Diets. Who do you think it is? Kim? It's Kim because she then played the saxophone for Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, oh did she? Yeah. Da, na, na. Da, na, na. Oh my God, I hate Crazy Stupid Love so much. Cheryl, I'll just play the saxophone no, no, if you want. I'll, I'll, I'll play it. Come play the saxophone. I'll play the saxophone if you want. Cheryl, do it. You record it. Just play it. So... We've basically, enough time has apparently passed since Paris. Well, they've been at that photo shoot. The video has been edited. Peter Lorraine is sitting with Poppy Stanton, product manager at Polydor. Yeah, I wrote I wrote Peter Lorraine and Poppy Stanton have our dream jobs. <laughs> they really do. Uh, Poppy Stanton, do you want to know what she's up to now? Oh, yes, please. Find your LinkedIn. She is now a freelance marketing consultant. She also did some time at Psycho oh, at one point. Um, okay. Simon Cowell's company. So Mm. they're watching the video. Now, Peter thinks that Sarah appears too late in the video. Yeah. And he says to Poppy, well, that'll cause a problem. And they both have a giggle. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. And then meanwhile, Poppy says about Girls Allowed videos in general, she says, the videos get hammered and played to death, which is brilliant, really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. I know some of these 
some of the like insider talking head interviews in this show are dire. Yeah. They're like the most generic, like, I guess that's the kind of thing we were talking about last time that this show is meant to be just marketing. But some of the talking head interviews, you're like, come on, guys. Can we, I think we could use a better take than that when they're just like, yeah, it's just really good to get the video played. Oh, thanks, Poppy. Yeah, but that's but that's what I liked about Poppy here. The fact that she said <laughs> hammered to death. videos get hammered and played to death, which is brilliant, really. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, I agree. Some of the other ones are like, it's good to shit a video because then you've got the girls moving in yeah. a clip and that is played to a song. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now on to the girls for video approvals. Yeah. I thought that was it. I did think that was kind of interesting. Yeah. The record companies see it first. They make sure they're happy. Yeah. So then we, we cut to a... A dark, smoky room and Hillary's <laughs> dragging on a cig and going, hey, gals, come in here. I'm going to show you. Hey, toots, I'll show you the video. <laughs> in Hillary, Hillary Shaw's lair. Yeah. And then she, Hillary has a fucking hoot and a half in this moment. Oh, my God. She says lights, camera, action. And then basically it almost demands that the footage gets taken out of the show. <laughs> oh, she's like, oh, cut that out. Oh, you can't use that. What you like. It's like, Hillary, it wasn't entertaining in the slightest. Yeah, I would almost like, I'm actually annoyed that it got left in. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Hillary, it made me not like you more. <laughs> anyway, she's having a right old laugh. And, and then, and then when well, we have the, the voiceover, it says, but will an insecure girls allowed like their new video? I'm like, all right, chill out. <laughs> So then we get to just see some some of the kind of some of the uh, just the shots that might be left in the video at this point. Lovely glossy shots of the gals just all sitting around. I mean, we start off with a group shot, and you hear Kimberly say, "You can see me laughing." She's like, "You can see me laughing." And actually, if you watch the whole lot of history video, you can see the shot that they left in of Kimberly like laughing in the group shot. Easter egg, a little Easter egg. Kim's Easter egg. Yeah, it's like everyone else is looking moody, and you see Kim just like. Guffawing, oh, sniggering to herself. They're all making kind of noises like, oh, oh yeah, oh you got the top. Oh, someone goes, yeah. have we got a number one, girls? <laughs> That's Sarah. And someone says, it's either either Nadine, I think it's Cheryl. Cheryl says, oh, gorgeous. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. And then we hear a little murmur of dissent from Nicola when they're oh. looking at the shot of her. They're all going, oh, Nicola, you look great. Oh, you look lovely. So she starts, she's not happy about it. And then I'm going <clears> to <throat> just don my Baker Boy cap to be Cheryl. Okay. Don't you fucking start. <laughs> so I took that as, so Nicola hates the makeup. She thinks that she's got hardly any on. Yeah. And then Cheryl seems pissed off at Nicola. But it's more like I get it's Cheryl being a, like a bigger sister yeah, and frustrated yes. with Nicola's take on it. Yes. I, lo- I love the way Hillary attempts to wrap it all up. And like at the end, she's like, well, um, overall, uh, you look brilliant. Good. Okay. All right. Thanks, girls. <laughs> she's like, most of us are happy, so let's move on. Oh, I'm good. And then Hillary and Cheryl have a moment. <laughs> yes. Another, Cheryl's doing her absolute most. It's like she's in an episode of The Big Bang Theory or something. She's doing her most like sitcom. So yeah, they all leave the room and then her and, Sh- her and Hillary are like, oh, they share a look, don't they? Like a, oh, what are we going to do with those girls? No. <laughs> It's really like it's almost like Hillary and Cheryl go back to back at that point, and they're like, "It's oh, Hillary and Cheryl oh. looking after the band." So six days to go. Six days left. Singles coming out. Yep, we see we see the girls, the gals sitting on stools swaying. <laughs> you, you're so right. You said this right at the beginning of us doing this show. It's a very odd single to be following. Very undynamic. <laughs> kind of performances and video that we're looking at for this one. Let's commission a six-part series <laughs> that follows the girls' release a whole like other imagine, history. Imagine how fun it would have been if it had been something kind of ooh. Oh. Like, 
getting to see how that video was put together, that masterpiece. <laughs> but I think that's that's almost why I like this more. Right. Because it's a little bit shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we've got a big promo montage. Like you say, the gals are on the stools. Yeah, Nadine's dressed like a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> In a very fleeting shot. And then oh, Nadine Airlines are like an awesome date. And you know what? The midweeks. Oh fucking hell! The midweeks are back. <laughs> Anyone that listened to our totally Scott Lee recap knows that we've we've got deep into the midweeks. Jesus. <laughs> so the midweek charts come out on Tuesday. Is that right? So <laughs> yes. why don't I remember? We've, st- we've already forgotten. <laughs> already forgotten how the algorithm worked. So yeah, yeah. Hillary. Well, Hillary explains that to us wearing a chunky belt, <laughs> a chunky waist belt. Again, we don't really need to talk about what she said because she basically talks about that exact thing. What the midweeks are. Yeah, another scintillating uh, interview with Hillary that <laughs> does not need to be there. Um, I just wrote the next note. TLS help. <laughs> so we are at we're at Fraser's Hell, at the London Studios, we're at place of my recurring nightmares from a certain period of my life, the London Studios. No. I had some of the best times of my life, and some, and some of, of the, the most pro- stressful professional situations I've ever experienced at that place. Well, I yeah, this image I thought would really set you off because there's a, a table in one of the London Studios dressing rooms, and on it there's some paper plates, there's a wicker bowl of fruit, oh. there's an Evian, there's a plastic cup, yeah. there's a TLS branded cup, yeah. and a Nokia phone. Oh. <laughs> And I bet you in what, there was a bowl off camera somewhere that was filled with celebrations. Oh, little, yeah. There was, they, they loved them in the Josh room, little celebrations. So we see them on GMTV and there's, I wrote lots of leaning choreo on GMTV. So a lot of stool work earlier, but there's just a lot of very <laughs> slow like moves. <laughs> they must, and they must have, they've got up early for this. I don't know if you saw, there's a shot of like Sarah just like kind of hunched in a corner reading the paper just nibbling at the corner of a sandwich right you know like (laughs) little breakfast sandwich yeah little breakfast sandwich oh yeah the gmtv set some sort of pinned curtains mirror ball smoke metal scaffolding yeah you know classic and then just a cameraman basically doing an upskirt of sarah very odd moment didn't like ben shepherd's work in this moment either yeah so host ben shepherd at the end says oh cameraman darren's on the floor there not sure i can believe his luck this morning yeah Ben, come on. You're better than that. You're gross. He's a lovely man, Ben Shepard. You know, I, all I ever do on this podcast is talk about how much I like Ben Shepard and how nice he is. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that moment from old BS. Then meanwhile, Sarah, you think, Sarah says something here and you think, oh, well, she must be upset about up the camera shot. Yeah. But she's upset for a very different reason, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I just look really big from that angle. <laughs> like, Sarah, he's literally trying to film up your skirt. She's just like, oh, just terrible angle. <laughs> She's not, not, not I mean, I she's right. It's not great to be filmed from the floor upwards <laughs> for anyone, unless you're trying to look very like tall and statuesque, I guess. Um, then we hear from our friend Rachel Cook. Oh, she's uh, another generic. <laughs> she's hanging out in a corridor. She's worried. Yeah, she's wearing she's wearing a jacket indoors. Yes, <laughs> probably chilly. With it, did you notice it's one of those ones that had like a a, a thing that went over the throat with a little uh, a little popper that you popped in. Yes, and you could kind of pop that throat bit open if you were feeling like I don't know you were cold, but then suddenly feeling very panicky and you needed some air at your throat. Pop that little <laughs> flap open. <laughs> I like to think she's wearing her work jacket. Like yeah, definitely. When she's doing promo with the girls, she bangs on that work yeah, jacket. Professional. Because, professional, because you're right, it's February right now. Yeah. It's chilly in those London Studios corridors. She's yeah. got it closed. <laughs> but if it becomes like April time, yeah. you don't know what that weather's going to be like. <laughs> she can just undo it. Maybe take it off. Oh, Jesus, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, now this, I thought was interesting what she says here, because... 
she admits, openly admits, that the single doesn't feel like it's doing as well as the others. Right. And I feel it for a show that is essentially one big PR stunt, I appreciated her honesty. Yeah, a rare, a rare moment of candor from Rachel in yeah. that moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of leaving. They have to go to do another appearance. And uh, I, I wrote down, is Cheryl wearing a pink juicy tracksuit? I think she might be. Or what, just to travel in? Yeah. The people th- carry her. Yeah, I think she, she definitely is wearing a white one later, but she, I think she's wearing a pink one at this point. Maybe she's got the set. I think, so. uh, of course she does. So we've spent the morning at your scene of many of your crimes, yep. London Studios for JMTV. We're now in the afternoon. We're going to pop over to the scene oh of God. many of my crimes <laughs> for the BBC. Oh my Lord. This, this scene, this collection of scenes was quite the ride. I've called this section Davina at the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, so they're 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 going to be on Davina's short-lived chat show, and this is kind of a, kind of a sweet moment, I guess, because Davina hosted Popstars the Rivals that they were formed on, and there's a nice little shot of them rehearsing, and they just cut to Davina, she's standing kind of with the crew, and she's just like, oh, so proud. I know. My old Davina. Now they're backstage. <laughs> they're in the BBC dressing rooms. Yeah, they are. Then. <laughs> I'm almost too excited to get to it. Cheryl's drinking a giant Starbucks. What do you think her order is in 2006? Uh, Cappuccino. Skinny cappuccino. Skinny cappuccino. Mm -hmm. Maybe with a pump of vanilla. What happens next? At this point, (laughs) that door opens and someone in, essentially in an outfit, like they're playing hockey. (laughs) Oh, I said dressed like a Christmas elf. Oh, like a a Christmas elf playing hockey. In walks in, pricey, our pricey. It's Katie Price and Peter together. And I love the way she, I love the way she walks. She literally walks in like going like, all right, all right, who's in here? What's going on? I love her. She has just like such a, such like a hard, a hard confidence that I can't help I thought, but love. I thought I'd just pop in and say hi to everyone and the yeah. girls are that. She's, oh, she's so great. And then this really sets someone in the group off. So she's, she basically goes over and like, She's very pally pally with Sarah. Very isn't she? pally with Sarah because Sarah's a bridesmaid at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Had to like get, get it out there. They're, they have a little hug and and Sarah says, um, Sarah says to Kate, "You're so skinny." Yeah. And then Kate says, "So are you." Yeah, that yada yada. Yeah. And we cut to little, very little sour, little sour patch kids sitting on the on the sofa. <laughs> Our shares, she ain't happy. She's she's look at her. Oh, her legs look fucking amazing. Fucking cow. And brown. And not, brown. <laughs> not one smidgen of cellulite. Believe me, I was looking. My, my comment was then, it ma- this makes me sad because girls and are all so gorgeous. Yeah. So for them to be sitting looking deflated at someone else looking gorgeous, I'm like, yeah. oh God. And there's a lot of a lot of chat about proportion and having big boobs and that making you look slim. Yes, it's all very strange. Because Sarah argues that Katie's boobs make her look smaller and Cheryl disagrees. <laughs> Yeah, she was very triggered by that moment, wasn't she? It was It was interesting because this really was a time when people just wanted to be tiny and yeah. skinny. Yeah, this was the size zero kind of period, wasn't it? So then we have kind of a, a little, we kind of continue this storyline of Cheryl not being happy with her appearance. But <laughs> so she's basically standing, looking in the mirror, looking at her outfit. And I have to say, the way it was set up, I was thinking, oh, she's going to be moaning about some you know gorgeous outfit. What a strange outfit. What was she wearing? Kind of like a beige, like it was like a beige bat winged, like very dumpy kind of dress. It was mm. beige and yeah, had this kind of bat wing element, but then also um, kind of some glittery stuff down the front. Right. 
And it just, it was very sack-like. No, it wasn't good. I mean, but she still looked gorgeous. She still looked she's great. Fucking cold. Yeah, she still looked great, but it was... And there's a weird, do you see that, that weird moment with her and Nicola where it's like... Well, so basically Cheryl, Cheryl thinks that she's like, why does the mirror make me look worse than I am? Yeah. And so she doesn't trust the mirror. So she gets Nicola to come over and test the mirror. Right. And then, and then Nicola's like, see? Yeah. Is there a different Cheryl? And Cheryl's like, no. And she's like, see? Yeah. So I, I like that though. And I thought Nicola, just for, for the record, off the record, looked great. Oh. She's in that black dress and she looked all, she looked great. She looked really cool. Um, and we d- we get a little bit of a, a shot of them coming out on the show and talking to Davina. Kim, our Kim, she looked incredible. She was wearing like a, I described it as an electric blue bin bag dress. It's like kind of like <laughs> a plastic, it was like a plasticky, like blue, very like cheap looking material. She looked incredible. She looked really cool in it. And I was just like, Do you know what? Again, Kim, all this footage of everyone doing, saying all this, doing all that in the background. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'll wear the blue. I'll bl- wear the, I'll I'll wear wear the, the blue. blue. I'll wear the blue one. That's all right. I don't mind a bit of color. It's a bit of fun. Now, in this interview, <laughs> Davina says she feels like a musical midwife because she helped give birth to Girls Aloud. And Nadine says, I know. <laughs> now, I went and found this interview. Okay. Because I was like, I need more details. I need to know what went on. And it's pretty interesting. The interview in general, there's just a lot of just answering in unison, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> a lot of that. But Davina sort of starts it off, but in a very unwoke way by saying that the girls wear a lot of naughty outfits okay. in general. And she shows a picture of them where they're all dressed in like funky school uniforms with crop tops and loose ties. And then Cheryl says, that was for G.A.Y. in the park, so you get away with it. <laughs> and then... Um, J.Y. in the park. park. I know. Oh, Who knows what that how was? How did we not go to that? Well, we didn't know each other, did we? Uh, we didn't. We, oh, imagine, if if we'd, it, imagine if we'd met J.Y. in the park. Oh. What? wonder what the drinks were that day. Oof. Well, for me back in the day, you know what it would have been? Can of Strongbow. Super Strong Strongbow, maybe? No, that was the, that was like... For, no, I never drank Super Strong Strongbow because I was classy. Got Original it, got Strongbow it. for me. Thank you Classic. very much. Classic. Sort of classic Strongbow. Exactly. Strongbow classic. Oh, got God. it. Honestly, the car would throw up if I drank Strongbow now. I don't know how I drank so much of it. Oh. Strongbow does taste like throw up. Yeah, it it has a... I don't know how I drank. I so drank acidic. so much of it. Anyway, <laughs> Davina asked in the interview, I mean, all these costumes, do you, what do you do with them all? And they're all like, oh, we keep them. And Davina's like, yeah, but there's so many where. And Kimberly says, I keep them in a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I bet she's so organized. I bet she's got a lovely, like, kind of like Dunelm or like, do you know what I mean? Like a, a nice kind of fitted wardrobe. Built, built, built in. A built-in wardrobe, but I bet it's all solid and like. That's my show. That's my show. She's like, oh, actually, I got that like built-in in the house when I bought it. Yeah. She'll have a nice little shoe rack. She'll be like, oh, I'll put my fun shoes from Girls Aloud in there. Oh, so Kim. Davina then points out that only Sarah and Nadine are single. So she tries to set them up with Patrick Keelty. <laughs> that all goes on. Okay. Which is interesting. Is he there? No. He's not he's not there. Patrick Guilty, who incidentally ended up with Cat Dealey. Dealey, yeah. Anyway. And didn't they host Fame Academy together? Oh my god. We're getting oh, let's, oh, let's, oh, let's, Yeah. So then Davina references a sort of rivalry with Charlotte Church. Okay. So here's what happened. Charlotte Church came on Davina's show oh, in episode one. Yes. And she'd asked them about karaoke or singing songs and she said oh would you you know charlotte would you sing a girls aloud song at karaoke and charlotte said yeah i would and i'd sing it much better okay so that's what happened so then davina's like well i have to ask 
would you girls girls alive would you sing a charlotte church song at um karaoke and then would, would they would you sing crazy chick right and nadine and sarah are like yeah they're into it very into it then there's just the shot of cheryl just clenching her teeth and saying absolutely nothing <laughs> i mean i'd i'd be there for a cheryl cover of like call my name you jangle your keys. Oh, well, well, I mean, we want, we want call my name. <laughs> the call my name, call my name. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the, the interview. Call ends, my name squared. Call my name squared. Um, the interview ends where Davina gets Nadine to sing a line of fields of gold into her ear. <laughs> wow. Sound, I, sure. I'm like, <laughs> if I were interviewing Nadine, I'd probably want her to do that. <laughs> I've been watching you and didn't do on the fields of barley. <laughs> I don't know any of the lyrics of that, that song. Do you know what we should check in on? The midweeks. Yeah, let's check on that midweek. So we get the midweeks for a whole lot of history and it is the worst. Re- no, no it's number eight. It's number eight. Their worst is number nine. Which song came in at number nine? Will you ever see the day? So we both looked that, that fact up then. We did. <laughs> Good love will always come from me. Ding dong ding. It had like bells ringing in the background that song, didn't it? Meanwhile. I'm sorry. <laughs> My throat hurts. I've done so much singing. I'm so sorry. Derek, Nicola could do with a facial. Oh yeah. She's going to get those eyes done. She's going to get those eyes done. She's going to get facial... <laughs> So Nicola, we see Nicola like in a a beautician's room, salon, <laughs> a, treat, a treatment room. Yeah, I think it's a treatment room. Treatment room, and she's just saying that pop music isn't in fashion right now. Again, a very intimate setting she's in. That female camera operator, yeah. like Faye, 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 Faye on cameras Faye. with her tiny camera. And then Nicola's saying here that girls allowed they weren't cool at first. Yeah, no one thought they were cool, but they're now more respected. Yeah, but it's weird for her to say that because. I don't think they, they had that respect yet. Yeah, yeah, they got there with that yeah. respect, but she's she's getting a little ahead of herself. Wait for the promise. Yeah, when they get to the prom, <laughs> Nicola, just don't Nicola. Yeah. It's coming. Don't worry, Nicola. It's coming your way. But during the whole lot of history, at number yeah. eight, people don't properly respect Girls Lad yet. So we leave that very low energy kind of uh, monologue about the state of pop music, and we are on the final Saturday promo circuit. So just, I want to make a note. The song playing over this is the song called Waiting from the Chemistry album. They use that song all the time in the show. Now, where are we? So I first of all wrote, what is this show? Fully booked? Question mark? No, fully no. booked? And then Rachel Cook corrects and says, this is Holly and Steven's Saturday Showdown. Which I think maybe this came, this was like, went in the slot of SMTV, wasn't it? It was like, they did a lot of kind of, keeping those shows going like yeah. the early Saturday morning. I think it was that, or was it the BBC version? It was definitely, we were definitely too old for this show because it's yeah, not, it's, 2006. it's not like locked in my, even as a student, I didn't watch it, which is strange. So, and what studio are we in? Are we in Riverside studio? I think so. Yeah. D- did you ever work? In Riverside? I've never worked there. I just went to see CD UK there. CD UK oh, there. That as one you revealed time. to me in the last episode. I know, at the time I saw Rachel Stevens at CD UK. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> So yeah, Holly and Stephen's Saturday Showdown. It's def you can definitely see that the gl- the real peak of Saturday morning kids TV is gone. Yes, for it's sure. Not not the yeah yeah. So we see a few kind of odd things. We see like 
a shot where they're all standing on a staircase and Sarah's taking a long time to get there. And I think it's like the floor manager's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. And she gets there and he's like, I'm just kidding. We've got loads of time. And everyone's like, oh, I want to get like. Sarah's like, are you yeah, cheeky? She's like, she's like, oh, fuck off. Oh, oh, shouldn't say that on kids TV. Anyway, yada, yada. Then we see a shot of them doing like some fun science segment. It's that thing where you put Mentos into Diet Coke. Diet Coke or Coke. Coke. I can never remember which one. I can't ever remember. I had to work it out for a a exploding volcano once, I'm sure. Yeah, I I have a very triggering experience to do with the Mentos and Diet Coke experiment. But basically I worked on a TV show and it was a segment that I was having to produce. And my boss was insistent that me and some other people worked over a weekend and had to like perfect it. And I just remember... (laughs) I just remember like using an electric drill to drill holes in. I basically was making the props myself for some reason. It involved a whole weekend of me going into an office when I wasn't meant to be working, drilling holes in Mentos, and then me and another girl going to like a a park in central London and trying to like experiment and thinking we were going to get arrested by the police. Especially because I'm because I mixed race and she was Asian, so we were scared that people were going to think we were, it was a terror threat. We were like laying off these Mentos and Diet Coke bombs in like a little central London park. Anyway, but, but very, I just wrote for that. Very fun. Yeah, that's a fun thing to do yeah. on TV. Fun segment. Do you know what isn't fun? The fact that they clearly chose to have like a little person on set at all. Yeah, times. I, I'm not oh. sure what the. We don't need that. Rachel Cook, I didn't even write down what she said. I wrote I wrote this sentence. Rachel Cook is so polished and smug. I love her. <laughs> here, well, here she's saying that the kids uh, kids watch the oh, show yes. until 11.30, then pop to the shops with mum and dad, and buy a, hopefully buy a single. I will say that was never my experience as a child. What was your experience? I never like sat around and watched SMTV and then went to the shops with my mum and like picked up a single. I really don't think I did that. We were too... We I were lived way, too far away. No, but also anything. we were way too invested. Yeah. Like I was like, you didn't just casually buy a single. Yeah. You planned. Yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't like, la la la, uh, girls are loud or uh, hang on. I love this song. I've never heard this before. I've yeah. got to buy that single. It's like, yeah, I was deep into, I feel like I never heard a song on like Top of the Pops. That I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Like, we knew. I, I was deep we into that. Knew. Also, so, I noticed that their performance here is shot through a fish tank. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I actually thought it looked kind of cool. So they clearly hadn't set like a giant fish tank. Right. So the camera person's shooting through it and girls live the other side. Pretty cool. Very Baz Luhrmann, Romeo and Juliet inspired. Oh. <laughs> um, so should we get back on the road? Get back in that people carrier? We should, but do you know what? I've heard some news. Oh, what's the news? We've gone up in the midweeks. Oh, thank God. Who told you? I can't Scott re- Mills. No, I, oh, oh, no, we yet. haven't got to that point. We're not okay. on the chart yet, but just in the midweeks, we've gone up. Oh, lovely. So that's good. So we're no longer at eight, but as as Nadine says at one point, you know, you never know. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Yeah. You just don't know. Well, so, Well, speaking of Nadine, we're in a people carrier with her. She's fully reclined out like she's in bed. She's wearing a, a full pair of 2006 sunglasses and has a very twee patterned kind of duvet with her. It yeah. really feels like it's her actual duvet from home. She's Yeah, she's in the back seat. <laughs> And the, notice there's a pack of marble lights beside oh, her. Oh, I didn't notice oh, that. Oh, cheeky little patch. Cheeky little sig for Nance. Um, were, you, were you a smoker in 2006? <laughs> How dare you expose me like this? How dare you? <laughs> Yes, I was. I just didn't know how <laughs> a 2006 pack of cigs might make you feel. Oh, like very, like Strongbow and a, and a Marlboro Light, a Marlboro Menthol, please. And Nadine? And Nadine, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, literally, the, the, I, can't, I can't speak. The thought of listening to like biology while sipping on a can of Strongbow and having like a Marlboro Menthol. Oh, 
what a, what a time in my life. Uh, waving that stick around while I'm like, don't you fool me, friend, monsieur, you need me. So I, this, I thought, was very confusing because they're on their way Sunday now. Yeah. They're on their way to choreography yeah. at 6.30 p.m. So the choreography like yeah. session starts at 6.30 p.m. Why are they also <laughs> fucking tired? I don't know. But all I know is that the only people we've got in this car are Nadine and Sarah. And Sarah is refusing to be filmed. Refusing to be filmed. She's got her Uggs up on the dashboard, (laughs) her arms folded, and she is in a mood. I'm bringing my capital M. It must be at earliest five p.m. (laughs) She's furious. So what? What has happened? I have no idea. Something has gone down, and like she, oh, she's so moody. She's got that like you know that like crackling moodiness that is like actually scary. Where you're like, you don't, you like, you don't even want to look at the person because you're scared they're going to be like, what are you looking at? You're like, I just, I don't know what to do to make it better. Perfect on camera. Oh yeah, like shaking, trying to take shots of her. Yeah, she's got her Uggs up on the dashboard. Um, So then basically, I just wrote Nadine in her shades, iconic. And then basically, it's down to Nadine reclined in her (laughs) reclined in her bed in the car to speak to Scott Mills on the Radio One chart show and find out where where the song has landed finally. Scott Mills and Tim Westwood. And Tim Westwood. I did like hearing all the, the, the official... I like the way they did it, that they had the Nadine on the phone in the shop, but they used the audio of her on the radio. I thought that was a fun little yeah, editing moment. I enjoyed that as well. And hearing that Radio 1 like chart stuff gave me a real warm, fuzzy feeling of nostalgia. You know, I know that by that point I wasn't recording things off the charts like I was when in the 90s, but still it gave me like a nice feeling hearing oh, the yeah. chart thing. It felt very well produced. Yeah. So yeah, so our Nadine, she's gonna get the 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 chart placement. Where where does a whole lot of history finally go in? Bearing in mind, midweeks was at number eight. Where has it gone in the charts? Number six. Number six. We're still not in a see the day position. We're okay. We're fine. Yeah. So they get the the choreography session. Yeah. Apparently, everyone's a bit down in the dumps about the chart placement. This is where Cheryl's wearing a white juicy tracksuit. Now, I don't understand my own notes here. I've written, Cheryl explains how music works. Yes. So <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, the only person who seems upbeat about it being number six is Cheryl. Because oh, she's like... Okay, I, yes. Because she's you. like, this is the fourth single off the album. Yeah. So everyone's already bought the albums. They already have the song. But for the fourth single to still get a number six... That's just like loyal fans. Yeah, and it's really yeah, good. That, yeah, and new listeners enjoying a song that haven't got the album. Yeah, no, no. I don't know why I wrote such a snarky note. <laughs> I, I also interesting here because Cheryl, yeah, Cheryl's dressed in a tracksuit and cap. She's like ready to rehearse. Well, she loves to dance. We know that. Everyone else is like in jeans and a jumper. <laughs> it's like you, you can't dance in those. Very outfits. casual rehearsal. Did you? I tried to. Re- I had to really strain. I was trying to listen to what they were rehearsing. The song that they were doing at the end. They like showed them doing a dance screen. I think it was Long Hot Summer. I oh. swear I heard the like. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't just did not sing the tune of Long Hot Summer there, but you know what bit I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, new person in the mix here, choreographer Beth Honan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a, a real figure in this, this whole group and certain members post career as well. Oh yeah. Have you ever in- encountered Beth? No, I haven't. I've had, I've encountered her a couple of times. I've had, um, a slightly strange, um, 
cup of coffee with her at a hotel <laughs> once. I was working a show and everyone's like, oh shit, we've got that meeting with Beth, but we can't. Right, Ben, could you go meet Beth? Just go. What, what am I meeting her about? Just go meet Beth. Like, okay. So I went and met Beth. She was lovely. And I basically just talked about Cheryl Cole's fight for this love choreography. And she was like, I mean, you do know we essentially just did similar choreography and based it off Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. I was like, oh, I couldn't love it more. <laughs> so we, th- that's it. We end on a long, hot summer. Well, we, I mean, we do hear from Peter and Rachel at the end. Peter's saying, Peter Lorraine, he's saying that, you know, essentially right now in 2006, it's all new artists in the chart except Girls Aloud. And Rachel then says, in a land of a lot of guitars, bling and American R&B music, Girls Aloud are still up there in the top 10. Yeah. She's not wrong, but at this time watching this, you we know that girls allowed then shot into the stratosphere yeah. like you know the few years after this i feel like at this exact moment in time they could have easily slipped away yeah well thank god for call the shots that's what really got them back in everyone's hearts wasn't it yeah i was just trying to add sexy sense. no 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 i was just <laughs> you hate that song hate don't that you song. did you tell him no 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 I was just trying to add a sense of jeopardy. Oh, okay. I was trying to take us back to 2006 where we could have lost our girls. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Next week, we oh. get a little preview. I think they might be going down under. We get Cheryl's with a kangaroo. Nadine's running from a koala. There's a lot happening. So... <laughs> and Nadine's like, it's fucking disgusting talking about Cheryl, that koala. Cheryl's, Cheryl's beside yeah, a kangaroo and says, what will I do if I kiss it? Bite my face off. <laughs> We also, speaking of creatures, looks like we've got a bit of a Jesse Metcalf coming out. Aye, we do, we do. Oh, we've got a boozy night out for the looks of things. Oh yeah, Sarah running off into the night. And maybe one of our favourite scenes of the whole series about clothes. The Great Wardrobe <laughs> Australia argument. You're not the one that looks like a twat. I am. <laughs> uh, so, <sighs> how do you, you feel? Final thoughts. How do you feel about this episode, episode two? I, I loved this episode. I felt... Like I, I felt like I got to jet to Paris, which was nice, especially now that we live here. It's, it's, you can't just jump on the Eurostar and go to Paris anymore. It felt like we went to, well, not you know right. how Americans people say, to Europe. I felt like we went to Europe, you know? <laughs> I mean, particularly right now in yeah. this day and age. Exactly. Oh. So it's nice to see people casually popping over to France. Uh, nice to see, you know, my old stomping ground TLS. And yeah, just great to see nadine fully fully reclined and sleeping under a duvet with sunglasses on that was the real peak for me i'm also happy to say goodbye to a whole lot of history yeah it's like we've we've got it in the charts let's move on yeah let's let's celebrate what's the next single after a whole lot of history i, well, I think that's Is the last something kind of ooh from the greatest it, hits it, it, yeah it must be they did the greatest hits album after this didn't they and then did no yes that's crazy yeah something kind of ooh, ooh was on the greatest hits this episode also made me realize, kind of like in Totally Scott Lee, that if you're in a pop group at that time, your concept of time and weeks yeah. and lives is all based around a single. Yeah. So it'd be like, okay, well, we're going to release that single. It's 12 weeks to go, six weeks to go. It's coming out. It's midweeks. The single's in the chart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That must, that's just how their, their lives are framed. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of fun. Okay. Yeah. That was me just making a comment about time <laughs> okay what we're we gonna call this episode oh i would call this one my answer is like doesn't make any sense do it it's basically i'd be like instead of girls allowed off the record it would be like F- fraser get off with callum best <laughs> so it's fraser colon <laughs> open brackets get close brackets 
Off with Callum Best. No, off the best. <laughs> off the best. Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. Fraser York off the best. <laughs> Fuck, we got there. Jeez. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be following Callum Best on Instagram now. Thank you for listening. Please get in touch on our Instagram, Twitter. Drop us an yeah. email. Our next episode is coming out next Monday. Yes. But don't worry. The regular You're Welcome America episodes are coming out every other week as usual. Yeah. Business as usual in 2021 for us. There's a lot going on. We're modern business women, aren't we? Oh, let's go get that businesswoman special. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. You are welcome. Bye. I think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. Thanks for coffee. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat. <laughs>